Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. All right, so welcome back to another episode of the Confident Woman Podcast. So today we have another guest with us that I'm really excited to introduce you all to. Her name is Kaylee Hanlon, and she has an amazing story. Um, got to know her a little bit through a networking group, and I reached out to her immediately because I saw a journal that she had created for young girls, and I thought it was the coolest, neatest idea, and I wanted to learn more about it. So after talking to her, it was obvious that we needed to have her on the podcast. So thank you for coming on today, Kaylee. Thank you, Erin and Rachel for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. We're excited. I want to hear more about this journal. (laughs) Right. So we will, I mean, tell us what you obviously want to know all about, but like, obviously the the bread from my idea, from my uh, understanding, the journals for younger girls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's basically the kind of stuff that all of our listeners basically probably wish they had when they were younger. That is exactly the comment that I get when I tell people um, that are not the age range, which is seven to 14. And they look through the journal and they're like, what, where was this when I was a kid? Right. So the journal is called joy journal and the joy part actually stands for just own you. So the whole process, thank you. The whole thought process behind it is we really want to teach young girls the empowerment of knowing who you are. And that can always change. You know, we're always, always thinking and growing and moving in different directions. But if you learn from an early age to own yourself the way you are in all your good and all your bad, then you can kind of have this sense of self-love to then take the next level of self-reflection and really kind of figure out like, okay, what do I love the most? And then what do I, you know, where do I really need to change? And that's kind of they go hand in hand, that self-love and self-reflection. And so this is really just a start for young girls to kind of get a feel for for that type of learning. And so it kind of goes through these guided activities to kind of get them thinking about themselves and what they do like about themselves in that moment in time. And then in the back of the journal, we have a 30-day progress, like little calendar that they can kind of do every day, talk about their day. And, and over time, they'll start to look at it and reflect and really realize how much they've grown and they've changed. And, and then they can just really own themselves in that sense. Wow. I love that idea. And I love the entire concept. And I, I'm sure you have a story that goes along with it as to, I, I feel like every entrepreneur has some sort of a, a backstory to the story. And I'd love it if you could share a bit of that. Like what, obviously there's a passion behind it. I can hear it in your voice and I want to hear more about it. <laughs> Yeah, of course. So I actually created this journal with my mom. And most of the time when I say that, most people assume that since I'm the daughter, I'm a lot younger than what I really am. But (laughs) we did it together. We've been doing it um, for about two years. It kind of took about that long to, to collaborate and get everything done. But my story kind of starts from day one. So I um, was born with a congenital heart defect. I actually had two different ones. And so in layman's terms, my heart, like the whole left side was not functioning. I've had um, three open heart surgeries before I turned four years old to kind of correct all of those problems. 
And so when I was growing up, I noticed really early on that I was very different from other kids um, as far as my ability and the way people treated me. But I know that looking back on it now, I realized that it gave me a really good skill set that most children don't have. I had a lot more self-awareness. I had a lot more curiosity. And I definitely had a lot more empathy for people who were in different situations. And I kind of really accepted everybody. So when I was growing up, I kind of was the quiet, shy type of person, but I was also everybody's friend, if that makes sense. I was very aware of like, oh, you're different and that's okay. And I accepted you because I'm a little different too. Um, But I did get picked on for a variety of reasons. And I think most of us have felt in some respect being outcasted or feel lonely, especially in those middle grade range and high school range, that stuff can really affect you. And I didn't want other kids to grow up the way I did and and get picked on, especially now with a very different world that we live in from when we all were in school um, with social media specifically. So the journal kind of came from that aspect. My mom and I, because of my surgeries, had a really close bond and I have always been very close to her. And so it just was a natural fit for both of us that really wanted to impact young girls specifically and show them the value of who they are. Yeah. Would you say your mom had something to do with, like, obviously, if you were being felt outcasted as a child, you go home, talk to mom, like, did she in any way kind of empower you to feel differently or? Yeah, you know, it's funny because I think that because I was such a quiet child, which I'm totally a very loud, outspoken adult now. um, Which I love. (laughs) I think I kept a lot from what was going on in my day-to-day school life from my parents. But I, I remember distinctly being in probably seventh or eighth grade. And my mom had told me something that I will carry forever with me. She said, Kaylee, I've noticed over the years that you kind of have become friends with certain groups of of girls in your class. And then you kind of stop becoming friends with them. And as soon as that happens, something, that group of girls end up getting in trouble for something bad, or they do something to like, you know, they try they steal something from a store that happened once. So my mom made a point to tell me that I had very good instincts when it came to people. And it's funny because I look back and I just thought they didn't like me that much. So I just stopped hanging out with them. (laughs) But really, I think I did kind of sense that there was something else going on with those girls that I did not want to be a part of. And that wasn't the way I was raised. And so I kind of moved on from that group. And again, I think it all comes down to the fact that I spent so many years in and out of the hospital with adults. And so I really had to learn at a young age to communicate and, and say what I want. And so I kind of got that self-awareness developed a little bit earlier than most people. And so maybe that's where that all came from as far as knowing who to hang out with and who not to, and like who somebody is going to get me in trouble because of what they chose to do. And then I kind of, because of peer pressure followed. So I think that's where that lies. But my mom had always been very good about making sure that I stood on my own two feet as well. You know, she always said, speak up for yourself. If somebody is telling you to is telling you, no, you can't do that from the get-go and you haven't even tried, you need to tell them like, this is my chance to try and I will tell you, especially with my body, right? So I, like in gym class, a lot of teachers would be like, ah, I don't think you should do this. And I'd be like, can I at least have the chance to try? And I will tell you if if I feel funny or different or out of breath and then we can kind of talk about it, but don't just assume I can't do it because of my medical issues. Right. 
Yeah, so I love then, that. To just taking back like that, not letting somebody else determine who and how you're going to turn out in a certain like situation, whether it's a physical limitation or just any situation, really. And just that you have that final say. And I love that that itself is just taking your power back. So it's awesome. Like that's just many people just take no and accept that as like the final answer. And it's absolutely well, not. Or just use that as an excuse for everything, you know? Yeah. Because Exactly. Exactly. Sometimes we teach kids that that's the victim mentality. Like, okay, if somebody says no, I'm just going to take it as no and move on when really, if you know you can do something or you think you want to try, go for it. Like, don't hold yourself back. And sometimes even adults are just now learning this in their 30s and their 40s and their 50s and beyond that you're the only person standing in your way. Your, your belief system that you created is the only thing that is preventing you from doing whatever you want to do, that big goal. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think because too many people, they again, they look at the, the, their circumstances or their lack of something, just it, again, it's the beliefs. And that's where they just settle and accept and they wonder why life passes them by. And for me, I just know it like no has never been an end-all be-all. It just means a different route exactly yeah. i i just know that no means keep it going <laughs> how many kids were so lazy in your gym class that probably wanted an excuse to not participate <laughs> right and you're like dude let me do this oh can't. okay yeah but yeah that's just totally a different come from mentality mindset all that stuff so it sounds like you had that naturally as a young yeah. kid yeah Some resilience some toughness. Yes. And I'm glad that you brought that um, word up resilience because that's another part of the whole. So the journal is just one component of the big company that my mom and I started together, which is called Empowered Minds. And so one of the things that we would love to to continue to do and, and we're starting to do now is do speaking engagements with, you know, Girl Scout troops or classrooms or whatever it may be and kind of teach kids about resilience. You know, one of the things that I have found is is sometimes you have to really, again, own yourself and know who you are so that when somebody does make a judgment on you or make comments that are really nasty and negative, you kind of have built that resilience to say, you know, you have your opinion and that's not my opinion on me and it's not going to cause me to change who I am. Like I own and love myself and I'm okay, and I'm okay with who I am and, and I'm enough right this second right now. And so you can, you can, pick on me and say whatever you want all day long, but it's not going to change me. Right. Yeah. I'm curious too, like what, go ahead, Rachel. Oh no, go ahead. Say something profound. <laughs> no, I was just like, whoa, that was like, I, I was just really feeling it because when you're, you hit, hit the nail on the head where it's like, when you own who you are, nobody else can tell you otherwise. And yes. especially young girls do need to hear more of because we're so easily swayed one way or the other because we're just looking to find our place with like belonging in in a certain setting with with different girlfriends and for example like maybe you had the one group that you were hanging out with some just don't have that keen insight yet and probably would have gone down the wrong path because they were too easily influenced but absolutely that's uh, I, I love this whole mission and uh, you know having a journal um, I feel it like writing and just really owning who you are as far as like, for me, I know the journaling was a big thing. So having that is just, you know, more power to you. Like, I absolutely love what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, me too. 
<laughs> totally lost my train of thought. I had an idea and then I lost it. Oh, I remember. Yeah, because you're talking about like owning who you are and owning what happens and everything you were saying, Rachel, too. I think like a lot of young girls specifically, especially in that age group that you're targeting, are seeking validation and they do it in the wrong ways. Yes. <laughs> you know, like change and compromise themselves to appear a certain way via social media or fit in with the cool kids or what have you. So I think like that's a a big thing because I remember like growing up, even going through middle school, high school, getting to college when you start to like know yourself and think more about what you believe, not just what you were raised. But I think like nobody ever asked those questions, like what's in your journal that helps you think through. Like I didn't really know what I truly liked or what I was passionate about or anything truly for my own my own purpose and passion because I was just like, oh, this is what everyone else is doing or this is what's cool now. So I, I like this, but did I really like it? I don't know, <laughs> you know? I don't know if I was just going with the flow to fit in because uh, I was, I, we're just never at that age, like we don't think about individuality and who we are at that, at that point, I think. That's very true. You know, that's probably 99% of people's experience is that when they're growing up, they take the belief system of, their community of the people that are around them, whether that be their parents, the people that are raising them, the community that they live in. And so they never bother to say like, is this what I like? Like, is this what I want to be doing? Not just because my parents think I should be in these classes or my parents think I need to go to school for this very specific thing. And those are kind of extreme examples, but Right. That mentality of kind of we grew up in these social norms of like this is how you know you say please and thank you when we teach our kids how to tie their shoes and it's kind of very basic stuff but as you progress and the snowball gets bigger we never stop to to take the snowball apart if you will and be like well why why is there this leaf in here and like what happened here you know we we really I really want to teach these young girls to kind of question some of the things that they're being told as well from the outside world because social media has expanded beyond I think anybody's imagination and when we were all in school social media wasn't really, you know, we all didn't carry it around everywhere we went. And these kids all... I don't think it existed when I was in high school. It definitely (laughs) did not exist. So college a little bit. Yeah, it was was college time. Uh, Well, at least... Haley, you might be a little younger than us. (laughs) It was... Facebook um, became very popular for college students when I was in high school. So I wasn't allowed to have a Facebook until I actually got to college. I remember that. I feel like when I first got a Facebook account, like you had... Yeah, you had to be in college. You had to have the college um, email. email address. Yep. yep. Yeah. Gosh, I'm old. <laughs> not saying anything. I but was I'm definitely grateful. out of college. Yeah, I'm so grateful though that that didn't exist growing up. Because I feel like now, like when I was in high school, I had a blast. I had so much fun because I wasn't worried about impressing. I mean, yes, you're, you know, your group of friends, people you go to school with, like we just talked about, you want to impress and fit in. But it wasn't like, I had to like make this life up online to show people. When exactly. I- and you know, these young girls sometimes don't really realize, or maybe they don't even consciously think about it, but those are someone else's highlight reels of their life. You know, they're yeah. really trying to put on a show. They're telling you with a million filters. The- yes. with a- <laughs> Yes, exactly. And they're just showing you all of the ups of their life, but you don't see the downs. You don't see the blood, sweat and tears that went into the work. You don't yeah. see the other end of it all. And, and some of these girls don't really realize that it takes a long time to get from point A to point B. 
the way some of these celebrities show on right. Instagram, Facebook and all the other millions of social media out there. Right. And I feel like, I'm just going to throw this out there, but I feel like if we could persuade this whole next generation of young girls to not have a puppy dog Snapchat filter Facebook profile, we're getting better. <laughs> we're getting better. I love it. Or just <laughs> any filter and it just right. be you. Oh my gosh. Like we know you don't have a butterfly crown around your face. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So that would be a movement for sure. For real. Let's start that movement right now. <laughs> so um so what so with your um I know you mentioned some speaking events that you had done before with your journal. Do you, yeah. do you and your mom do them together or do you do them separate? Both We've done both. Um, we've done things together. We did at a library last year, we did a mother-daughter event over Mother's Day weekend. Um, we just had a couple girls and their female role model. I hate to, you know, I don't want to exclude anybody if, if some people don't have a mom in their life. Right. Um, so really, it's just a female role model of, of whoever that girl chooses. Um, we did that a little bit. And so we kind of talk a little bit about emotions and kind of how we we create that as a human and then kind of that helps build that knowing who we are and like why we do what we do. And then we kind of do a fun craft activity after. Um, we've done separate talks as well. You know, I was in a, um, a friend of mine graciously let me come and talk to her class a couple of times in middle school. So I got to talk to boys and girls alike and, and kind of similar message about how we create, you know, and the emotional aspect and, and owning who we are and building that resilience. And then of course, I always try to do something active with them, whether it be like standing up and doing things or like a craft just so that they can kind of get some hands-on time too. Cause I think it helps them think about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then my mom has also done talks, everything from like foster kids to um, high school girls that um, just a very different group of people, but the message is kind of the same. It's still all about owning who you are and trying to figure it out in this crazy world we live in. And then yeah. Once you kind of have that, you can move beyond everybody's judgment and the outerly world's judgment and and really get to your passions and your likes and your dislikes and move forward in your life and, and really thrive. You're not just living to live, you're you're thriving. Right. Do you have in your journal like affirmations or like prompts for affirmations or do we don't really have an affirmation specifically, but one of the things we do have is what we call a gratitude rock. Yeah. So there's a prompt about your daily review. And my mom would do this actually with my brother. Um, he's much younger than I. So she would every night they would like, they found a rock wherever out in the world and they would hold this rock and they would just tell each other at the end of the day, like what they were most grateful for. And it really is a great simplistic way to start, whether it's just you yourself, if you're, you just want to learn how to be more gracious, or um, if you do this with your kids and you kind of start that tradition, you're yeah. just telling each other what you were grateful for that day. But then you can also take it a step further and say like, okay, so what was the best part of my day and what was the worst? And like, what was the worst? And you kind of dig in and say, well, what could you have done better? And with your best, like, why are you proud of that? Or, you know, why are you, why is that the best? And, and you kind of start to, I mean, there's tons of questions you could ask, but that's such a simple way to have a very quick conversation with your child at the end of the day 
and our lives just get busier and busier. And I feel like we lose less and less time. We don't do family dinners around a table, you know, so that is such a quick way to kind of check in with your kid and make sure that you're, you know, so it's not quite the affirmation thought of like writing down, you know, I am enough or I love these great things about me, but it is more of a, of a gratitude feeling and, and kind of building and learning how to be grateful. Yeah. Well, it sounds like your journal prompts to talk a lot about like what people love about themselves and like about themselves. Yeah. I was just wondering because I know a lot of like some of the girls that I coach basketball, they're obviously like 14, 17. So just like kind of out of that range, but I, it's crazy to me. And we talked about it at practice because it's amazing how I hear them talk to themselves. <laughs> and that's such a big deal to me personally. So we took like 20, 30 minutes of practice to talk about it. That's how big of a deal <laughs> I think it is. Wow. Because, <laughs> because I feel like that's where everything starts. But obviously these girls, I, I, we were just talking about how like we talk to ourselves the most more than we talk to anybody else. Absolutely. And so these girls, oh, even during, I mean, we're talking... I'm just talking basketball as an example, but I know it carries over in other parts of your life where we constantly like, oh, I suck at this. I can't do this. I'm not getting, you know, like I just, they've learned, I don't let, like, I don't let them talk like that at all. Like if you're not good at something, like it's, I'm getting better at fill in the blank, whatever that's it is. awesome, Erin. You know, just that verbiage, I think. But I think that's exactly like from when I like peruse through your journal, seems like a lot of the writing is like what, what, what they like about themselves, like all the positive things about themselves instead of focusing on what they're what they're not not good at yeah right exactly and re just reframing just you know the way that they speak about them like that they're not and we can easily just flip the script by using words that are empowering I just know for for my I mean sometimes we get in that that loop of negative self-talk and whether we actually believe it or not it doesn't always translate to who's actually listening. Like today, for example, I was just out of expression. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so stupid. How did I miss that? And it was not actually to put myself down. But then if somebody else heard me speak that way, they may think it's okay or Mm -hmm. may think that, oh, she is stupid or you know what I mean? Like our language and our thoughts are like so, so powerful. Well, actually, I mean, obviously our thoughts because that they Mm -hmm. become our words. And if we're always speaking words of kindness, love, and empowerment, then it translates into everybody else because it, we, we don't realize how much we're nurturing other people with our words, yeah. especially ourselves. That is, uh, you guys hit the nail on the head. I actually learned it this way. Uh, I'll just share this with you guys that um, your self-talk is like a radio. And so do you want to listen to WKG crap all day? Or do you want to listen to WKY joy? You know, and so do you crap. And so you kind of have to, when you're talking to girls like that, which I think is wonderful, Erin, that you are doing that with your girls that you're coaching, um, because sometimes it helps to hear it from somebody that's not a parent figure too, that, oh, okay. And then it'll start to click for them, especially at that, at that age specifically. But yeah, I just, I kind of always tell people that when I see it or I see like my, my cousin's kids or, or like nieces and nephews and things like that. I'm like, ah, do you want to listen to this radio station all day? Or do you want to listen to the good radio station all day? Right. 
That's awesome. So also too, Kaylee, this is really important because Rachel had mentioned that you have like a fun hobby or something. You do something about wings. <laughs> I and do, I, I do. Because <laughs> I don't know about this and I feel left out. No, I don't want you to feel left out. So my boyfriend and I, when we first met, we kind of learned pretty quickly that we both really love chicken wings. We both like to eat chicken wings. And Perfect. So- That's a good bonding tool. <laughs> so over the years, we decided a couple months ago that we just for fun and like a hobby and just to get out of the day-to-day grind, we created an Instagram account where we just kind of take pictures of, of wings that we eat at various places all over the state of Ohio and judge them. And it's great. It's so much fun. You have like a rating? We, you know what? We, we thought about that. It's so funny because we went back and forth like, oh, do we each say something or do we rate like on a scale? But we really wanted to just kind of talk about the wing and, and he can get really technical. It's pretty hilarious. Um, I'm just like, hear that. awesome or it was <laughs> awful. You know, like there, it, to me, it's like, woo. <laughs> Um, or not. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's pretty fun. And it's um, what's funny is it's kind of turned into a little bit of an expensive hobby because now all we want to do is eat wings. Right. We, like, <laughs> update our Instagram account. So we should go for wings, you know, and like yeah. we see a lot of our favorite other restaurants in, in different other food categories. <laughs> right. That's no, but awesome. I, I love what, what is your handle for that? Because I love the what you're doing and it's totally right up our alley with how we live life yeah it's um at winging it in ohio so looking it up right now winging it you know we're, we're trying to figure out life like and winging it like with a g like winging w- without the g at the end so like it's winging winging yeah we just can't add the the special characters at instagram that only lets you do like the underscore stuff but winging it in Ohio. In Ohio. Yeah. But I, you're just, and, and right before we started our conversation today, didn't we just say we just were winging it? And yeah. that's kind of been because our philosophy. Right. Because there's never a perfect approach to anything. And I feel like the best learning in life is just try and like keep correct coursing if need or keep going. And a lot of it's just, kind of, we wing it. And I love that that was your handle. And <laughs> Being from Buffalo, of course, I'm very biased to like chicken wings. So I was like, I'm already going to love her. <laughs> Harrison on Kenny, I agree. Good stuff. <laughs> Open it out right now. That's awesome. Thank Man, you. I, I, that would be a, I would have to double it up at the gym, I feel like. That would be. Because once I start, I can't stop eating wings. I mean, I can stop. I just typically don't. I usually keep going. So that's probably something I should not look into, but I'll keep reading your reviews. Okay. Thank you. So, you're good. So back to business. If somebody wanted to have you as like a, like what are some good people that could help you out as far as like, if you, if you or you and your mom together or just you could come speak at a place, like you mentioned libraries, but like, Girl Scouts, like any kind of... Yeah. Who are those kind of people that you could help out best? That's a great question. Um, One of the... A group of any young girls. So the journal is geared towards 7 to 14. So elementary schools, if you're a teacher and you want to break, I'll come in and (laughs) take a class off your hands. 
Girl Scout troops are great. I've done a couple of those. They're a lot of fun. Okay. Any other type of, I'm trying to think like even nonprofits that might have like a group of young girls that, you know, maybe they just do a rotating thing with different speakers or different people from the community. So young sports teams. Yeah. Even sports teams, you know, even like 20 minutes before or after practice, you guys just need a a different avenue or them like pumped up and in a different mindset. Yeah, absolutely. We would be a hundred percent open to that. Um, trying to think too, like maybe young, like if there's women or, or young girls, church groups or maybe moms that have young girls or. That's a great idea too. Um, one of the things that we are striving for in the next, I guess, like year or so is we would love to do a like two day retreat, like either a Saturday, Sunday or a Friday, Saturday kind of thing with girls around this age. And like I said, they're female role model, whether it be mom, grandma, aunt, older cousin, whoever that may be, and kind of have very small groups where we can go out. You know, I kind of picture this as like out into the the wilderness a little bit and be away from their everyday society and kind of reframe. And so part of it would be an individual thing. Some of it would be a group mentality. And then some of it would be the one-on-one interaction between that mom and daughter or or daughter and, and their role model. Um, and, and kind of do that. So we're we're in the very early stages of planning something like that. So anybody who's interested in that, they like I would love to know if that would be interest to moms in the in the community. Yeah, I feel like For that sure. list is it's it, it, endless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I mean, as as we as our youths, especially young women or young girls, times are constantly changing, and I feel like it's just it, it's important for us as each generation leaves. A legacy behind and eventually we create that where they're not going to need it as much moving forward because we're already impacting the, the females of the next generation mm-hmm. and I know that that with your book and that was that's obviously a big part of your message and yeah I just think like you, you can even go younger and you know eventually like the the words that we speak and we're teaching the the youths that would be the language they carry forward and pass on to their, their, you know, their generation. Right. If that's all you grow up knowing, that's all you exactly. know. Exactly. Yeah. So, and we'll obviously keep our ears out too. I know Rachel and I both love to connect people. We do. Like our passion. So I know there's a lot of like, um, like I'm even just thinking like big, big brother, big sister kind of programs kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. We bring to. So yeah. We'll definitely keep our brains racked. And obviously anyone who's listening, obviously, we'll definitely link all your information as well too. But do you have any like, do you want to like say what any of like your Instagram or anything is that people could reach out to you for? Both our um, business, Facebook and Instagram is just own you. So it's pretty easy to find. Okay. Just own you. So the acronym, acronym, acronym joy, (laughs) just own you. Just own you. That's everything. Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. They could find you. Yeah, those are the two that we're mainly on. We do have a Pinterest account, but it's a slow, slow move on. That's something I got to learn is Pinterest. <laughs> I don't get it at all. <laughs> Sometimes so I want to. I'm learning. You? Oh, it's yeah. Pinterest is a whole other. I feel like every, every element is a new yeah. animal to tackle. As so you feel like you get one, then the next one is a new camel to tackle. Animal. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like I've never heard that one. Well, a camel, <laughs> camel. So yes, 
<laughs> but so if somebody wanted to purchase one of your journals, is that, do you have a website or is that done through your Facebook? So we do have a website. It's mindsinpower.com. And then the journal is also on Amazon. So you can search for it there as well. If you're an Amazon Prime member, you probably get a better rating than you do buying it through our site. So either way, they're at both locations. Oh, that's great. Yeah, everyone loves Amazon these days. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. (laughs) Gosh, yeah, for sure. Well, Rachel, do you have anything else you'd like to ask Kaylee? No, not at this point, because I feel like I'm going to go check out your website and your social medias. Well, even you're winging it. But <laughs> I wings love- and self-empowerment. You got yeah. it all covered. <laughs> right. I didn't like either I mean, of those things. <laughs> you feel good on the inside and you you feel good on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. But no, I'm just, owning myself and all the wings that I eat, man. Yeah, own it. No, this right. is who I am. <laughs> That's what brings you joy. It does. <laughs> well, definitely, I want to say a big thank you for what you're doing to help inspire younger female generation to think differently and be more optimistic in owning themselves because. You never know where it starts. It starts with one person with an idea. And I think you have a great one that you've put into action that are probably inspiring a lot of people right now that we don't even know about right now. So thank you for that contribution. That's very nice. You're welcome. And thank you guys, both of you, Rachel and Erin, for having me on today. It was awesome to chat with you guys. Yes. I'm just excited because I, like I said, I mean, I, I love your mission and your message. And just to know that anything that we can do to give back is 100% like this is that's one of my missions like just the contribution of giving back and recognizing something that you saw a need for and really stepping up to be a leader to help fill that gap so thank you thank you awesome well I have a feeling we'll probably have you back on as this grows to hear more (laughs) updates of what's happening so this will not be the last that you hear of Kaylee Hanlon on the Confident Woman podcast (laughs) to be continued All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. For more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's the Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Erin underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.